welcome to Driving into the Future. Good morning. My name is Tiago and we are here for the episode number 15 of Driving into the Future. Today is a rainy day here in Dubai and uh, so besides the driving sound we'll have a little bit of uh, rain uh, falling on the window sound. So it's going to be a quite unique uh, podcast. So before starting everything, um, when I decided to have some kind of podcast, I was like, let's see how it goes, if people are interested, what will be the comments, the feedback and all these things. And after the first few ones, which were quite um, active and getting a lot of feedback and all these things, it started getting lower interest and lower interest. Uh, I tried different things, like shorter and longer emissions and uh, also trying different teams, putting a little bit of personal, putting a little bit of uh, technology trends, so trying to discuss with a, a vast topic of, uh, of knowledge. Um, but eventually I also had less time to promote it and to even share it on social medias and uh, eventually March finished and you know now it's April already and I was like no I don't have time in April to do this so I decided to just do a little bit more and today to make the last podcast of this series I'm not saying that's going to be a series too but if it does it's going to be in May or June, so not not in April, that's the important part, and it might be a little bit a different format, so let's, I'll think about something and then I'll, I'll make it happen, let's see, let's see how it goes, but anyway, so as usual, as I did this on the 5th and the 10th uh, podcast, so on the 15th, I should do something a little bit more personal, a little bit more about myself and uh, what I really passionate about. So I selected the topic for today to be robotics and a little bit of innovation, AI. Uh, so to be honest, it's probably the one that I'm less prepared to talk about it because I decided the topic literally two minutes ago uh, and I was still thinking while I was talking to see should I change it, should I keep it? Anyway, it's already now announced, so let's let's go forward. So, for today's topic, again, we are not. I'm not going to teach you how to build a robot, at least not now. Uh, and I'm not going to do something, you know, too personal about my robot and what I build. But I'll try to mix a little bit of the two. Uh, so, the first thing uh, I'm going to say is that uh, over the years. Uh, since I was actually, I think, 13 or 14 years old, I started being interested uh, about robotics, start learning about it, start uh, experimenting with, uh, with the robotics. Uh, so eventually, I became quite passionate about the team. I started doing some conferences, some small presentations, then it became bigger presentations and it keeps growing and growing. Actually, the, it all started um, with uh, one professor from the Polytechnic Institute of, uh, of Guarda 
his name is Carlos Carreto, and um, I asked him to see if it would be possible on, uh, I think it was on Wednesdays, Wednesdays afternoon, for me to go like two hours to his office and uh, learn a little bit about the robot that he was building, uh, and at that time it was, he was, uh, I mean, he still is one of the organizers for uh, firefighting robot competition in Portugal. So he was showing me about those kind of robots and what kind of, let's say, the brain that the robots had. Uh, I still remember it, uh, OO Peak. It was uh, a Peak 16F uh, on top of uh, a board, very similar style of what the current Arduinos are. And some of the code was already pre-written so that you already had some functions to, to allow you, you know, to directly read the sensor, add uh, information. Uh, and it was possible to program in uh, BASIC, Java and um, C. And at that time I was programming it in, in BASIC. So it was quite of an interesting thing. Uh, and again, it took me I don't know, maybe three or four months to actually start building the robot, cutting the parts, uh, drilling it. It's, it was something that I really didn't know how to do. I was really bad on uh, assembling things and even worse on, you know, drilling, cutting and uh, all this. So it was a very complicated experience for me, but I was actually loving it. And that's when I became actually passionate about robotics. So I guess I need to thank, of course, my, my family. My mother and my father always support me on this, and then uh, to Professor Carlos, who, who was the you know the one pushing and uh, spending his time teaching me. Eventually, I was like, okay, it's it's not sustainable to have uh, uh, a teacher helping me. I need to learn more at home. I need to explore more, and that's when I start making mistakes, end up burning one of the boards and it was quite expensive so replacing it it was very very I was very upset about it um, but I keep going and eventually I participated on that competition and my first year I got the fourth position uh, and it was quite of an amazing experience because I was uh, one of the youngest participants I was the only one pretty much by myself there was some strange things happening, but still, it was a very nice experience. So I kept going, and uh, I started actually working with another friend. Uh, he was the owner of, um, of a computer shop next to my house. Uh, his name uh, is Carlos Martins. He had a new tech, uh, technology and uh, informatics and computer science shop. So I actually started going to his shop, talking about robotics. And one day I was like, hey, it was like, why we don't do a robot together? And apparently he wanted to ask me the same, but eventually I, I beat to it and I asked him to, to join my team. So we actually, on the next year we participated, we got, uh, I think it was the third, uh, third place, but we started doing something. It was like quite of a great experience. And more important, he actually knew how to, you know, drill, cut, and do all the other stuff that I, was really bad at. He had a lot of computer wires, so we had already pre-made wires that we could use, which was a great advantage. So, and uh, he, he could solder way better than me, so I learned a lot with him. But at the same time, I was teaching him 
a little bit about robotics based on what I learned before. And eventually I said, okay, let's grow even more. So we start going to more competitions. And at that time there was an association called APCS. Uh, and my mother was part of it. So we started uh, registering and training on there on that on that night and we actually start moving forward uh, on that uh, on that participation so I actually teach uh, a bunch of guys and girls about uh, the robots uh, and again then I convinced them to come to the competition we bought some extra robots and at that time I also created my company to start having cheaper sensors so everything was on that time when I was like 16 17 that the thing started growing and growing. Uh, so this team, we created it, it was very strong. We started going to the national competition, we started going to RoboCup, it was like quite exciting. So I was very happy to see the, the things grow. Uh, eventually, we had amazing teams. Uh, some of, the, of these people that I trained, uh, I'm still in touch with them and it's, it's great to see how they are succeeding on their own fields. They, not all of them went to robotics related, they choose different topics. But uh, all of them, I think they are quite successful now and uh, I was very happy to see them grow and improve. So, and I'll not mention all the names because even inside of the association was, I don't know, 30 of them. And they know that I like all of them, but you know, mentioning names then I need to do by order and it's going to be very bad so I'll just say hello to all of them and you know it keep growing it keep having more people uh, in, uh, in 2009 we had a very strong year with uh, where we, we got major awards both in RoboCup and firefighting competition it was the, the first time that uh, me and my team we became world champion we actually beat the MIT in, uh, in one of the competitions. It was like a quite of a big highlight. Uh, so it was like a, a very, very unique, very interesting experience. And it all came out from the a teacher spending some time with me and investing that his time on uh, on me learning. And over the time, we get better, we get bigger. Then I start doing it with the uh, with the university. University. University of Coimbra. Then I start doing it uh, with um, with another uh, place called ADOT, Association to Develop the Talent. Um, and we start, you know, doing more and more teams. Um, one year I actually trained over 1,500 students about robotics during that year. Um, so things became quite big, quite impressive. And I was very happy to see that some of my previous students became teachers as well. So it was like a snowball effect. And I was really proud of how the, everything came together and how everyone was enjoying their time and learning about robotics. And the main thing, and that's, I think, the reason about today's podcast and being a, let's say, a finishing podcast of this series... I wanted to <clears throat> spend some time to actually thank everyone that um, were part of that experience because at the same time not only I teach the robotics but I also learned a lot with them I grow up and they were the ones uh, 
pushing me forward. Uh, we did a lot of things, not just uh, robotics. We were we became a very nice group of friends. Uh, we used to play poker sometimes during the night after a long time of programming robotics. Uh, we used to do a lot of things. Uh, we always had uh, an adventure every time that we got to a competition. We had an amazing adventure. Uh, and all these memories, it's, it's what it makes it special. And at the end, even that I failed a few courses because of robotics, I ended up getting my master's in automation, so with a strong flavor of robotics. And that's most likely the thing that allowed me to be where I am today, today and uh, to do all the things that I enjoy doing, to keep pushing the innovation, the boundaries, the, the intelligence part. Um, so because of all these small times when I was growing up, it actually shaped a lot my future. And again, based on my, my friends and my, my previous students, uh, it seemed that they shaped their future as well. So I, I believe that no matter what is the area, and that's I think the personal message to, to keep it at the end, no matter what is the area that you are passionate or even curious about, you should invest some of your time, you should move forward, and it's very important to dream. Challenge yourself, dream about the impossible. On my, in my case, the dream was being a champion worldwide. And it took a few years, but we managed to, to get some worldwide titles. Um, and everything that you should do when you wake up on the morning until you go to work or until you go to school should be focused on this objective of yours. So you shouldn't do things just because you're doing it. A college degree is very important, but you, you should do it just because it's someone told you to. Try to embrace the reason, choose the right topics, choose the right path for you, and then go for it. Work hard, because again, I'm simplifying the conversation, but we worked really hard. There was long nights working, there was lots of sacrifice, family, with the, you know, with the, with the friends, we had less time to, to do other things. But if you're enjoying it, it's worth it. And because now I'm talking, you know, after, I don't know, maybe 16, 17 years of starting robotics, uh, being one of the people with more experience in, in many areas, uh, and looking back, it's like, it was totally worth it. And if I could go back on time, uh, I would still make the mistakes. I would still make all the things. The only thing that I would change eventually is to start even younger. Be great if I started when I was eight or nine years old because I, I know that I could achieve even more than what we achieved. And um, but still, it was a great, uh, a great career in a way, a great opportunity for me. And, and all thanks to, of course, uh, my family that always believed on me, uh, and then a group of people. Uh, so. Carlos Carreto, the professor, Carlos Martins, that was uh, one of the first ones to join the team. Eventually, even uh, Philippe Rouge, he was one of the first ones to be on this team. Uh, and then he kept growing and growing, and again, I said I was not going to mention too many names, but anyway, 
Uh, Samuel was on one of the first ones joining, and uh, we had a three-day course that uh, Beatriz, uh, Carolina, and um, and JP, uh, John Pedro uh, joined. Uh, then it keeps growing and growing. We had uh, Anna Lou. Uh, we had actually, you know, so much people. And then we had uh, Juan. We had Jill joining from Porto. It was quite of a great experience. And so it keeps growing and growing, and uh, eventually I'll I'll start forgetting people. Then uh, after some time, we had people from Coimbra joining. Uh, Manuel was a brilliant guy that. He still need to work harder because he's still waiting for the big achievement on results but again brilliant guy doing great things on robotics uh, so all these people and of course then there were the people that I trained while in Coimbra uh, and my, my colleague uh, Paulo França that eventually he came as well to, uh, to Dubai uh, so all these people uh, were very very important on this path to success and, and uh, improving from the failures and eventually uh, this episode is actually dedicated to all of them and this first series of driving into the future it's dedicated to all of you and because it's already a very long episode it's already 17 minutes I'm almost arriving to work um, let's say see you next month or the month after this was driving into the future the podcast where I'm driving and talking about things uh, and my name is Tiago thank you very much see you later <laughs>